0: Welcome to the mop up for November 8th, 2022. Happy birthday, Hannah. I'm David Feldman coming to you from an air shaft overlooking a parking garage somewhere in Manhattan where the temperature is 69 degrees and cloudy. It's election day. Polls close in 12 hours permanently. Hmm, Maybe. Did you vote? Go vote. It's important to vote. <laughs> it may be your last time. It may be your last time you'll be able to tell your kids what it was like to have a semi-functioning democracy. The U.N. today warned that the world's population is now eight billion. But hopefully Donald Trump will get another shot at president. And within three years, we'll be back down to a manageable Two billion people during a parade yesterday honoring the Astros win over the Phillies. Texas Senator Ted Cruz was hit by a can of beer. Let me just say on behalf of all Americans, Democrat or Republican, we cannot condone the wasting of alcohol. Thoughts and prayers. Ted Cruz, thoughts and prayers. As I said, it's election day here in the United States. We have a lot of work to do. This show is a team sport. It's free of charge. It will remain free of charge forever. There is no bonus content for people who pay. This show is and always will be free. So all I ask of you today is hit the like button and subscribe to this channel please hit the like button and subscribe to this channel. And please recommend this show. Share it on social media. You are all I've got. So share this on social media. You know, like Twitter. Elon Musk is the new owner of Twitter, and it is now against Twitter law to impersonate Elon Musk on Twitter. So I have a question, if Twitter forbids imitating Elon Musk, then am I going to get my account suspended for buying a business and then destroying it? Advertisers are abandoning abandoning Twitter for fear that Elon Musk has become politically divisive. Musk is assuring the advertisers that Twitter takes no political sides. And to prove it, yesterday, Musk took to Twitter to endorse Ron DeSantis for governor of Florida. Not sure potential DeSantis voters are going to see that tweet because in order to scroll through Twitter, one requires opposable thumbs. DeSantis leads Charlie Crist in the real clear average polls by more than 11 percent in georgia republicans might flip the senate seat red with herschel walker who is leading democrat incumbent raphael warnick in the latest polls by two percentage points herschel is running a negative campaign but a smart one sticking to policy and talking bread and butter issues like the Bible.
1: In the Bible, I read, it said it's a man and a woman. And the woman is a rib of a man. He should have looked that up. But he don't even want to tell you, a man can't get pregnant. I'm here to tell you that. A man can't get pregnant. Get it out of your head. Don't let this guy take you down in that elevator.
0: A man can't get pregnant. Biggest issue facing voters, whether or not a man can get pregnant. Apparently, Senator Raphael Warnick insists a man can get pregnant, and that's why there's crime, inflation, and hurricanes in Georgia getting worse. Well, anything else? Poster child for CTE, anything else?
1: He's a Marxist because he believes in abolishing the police. He believes in abolishing the court system. He believes in all these things that doesn't believe in the fabric of the United States of America. So he must be a Marxist. Hmm.
0: Raphael Warnick is a Marxist. If that is Herschel Walker's winning message, if he wins, talking about men not getting pregnant and accusing Senator Raphael Warnick of being a Marxist, if he wins, maybe it is time to flush this democracy down the toilet. All this is a little crazy making. How could people vote for Herschel Walker over Senator Raphael Warnick, Reverend Raphael Warnick, senior pastor over at Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta. That's the former pulpit of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Our country can't be this stupid. We cannot really be in danger of losing our republic to idiots, Certainly, we're not going to commit collective suicide by electing these clowns, which is why to turn things, to put things into perspective. I look to presidential historian Michael Beschloss. We've been here before. And we'll be here again, Michael Beschloss. It's time to calm down, right? We're overreacting.
1: Franklin Roosevelt didn't say, you know, the biggest thing I'm worried about is farm policy. Uh, Farm policy was important to him. But what he did say was never before since Jamestown and Plymouth Rock has America been in such danger. That's perspective.
0: We... Michael Beschloss is telling us we need to put things into perspective. Franklin Delano Roosevelt on the verge of World War II, was telling us that our country is in danger and that's not happening now. Right, Michael Beschloss? That's what you're saying. Joe Biden is saying the same thing tonight. Joe Biden is saying the same, same thing tonight. He's saying the same thing that Franklin Roosevelt said before. World War II started. And as a presidential historian, Michael Beschloss, uh, I I think you're you're criticizing Joe Biden, right? Uh, That people tend to believe that the times they're living through are the most important, that our times are always the worst. Our parents had World War II, but Michael Beschloss, you're saying we all need to keep keep calm and put this all into perspective. This this is good. P- please continue, presidential historian and Italian marble floor enthusiast, Michael Beschloss, calm us down.
1: And a historian 50 years from now, if historians are allowed to write in this country, and if there are still free publishing houses and a free press, which which I'm not certain of, but if that is true, a historian will say, what was at stake tonight and this week was the fact whether we will be a democracy in the future, whether our children will be arrested and conceivably killed, we're on the edge of a brutal authoritarian system, and it could be a week away. Uh, The midterms, he he said that a a week
0: ago. And uh, Joe Biden is saying the same thing uh, all week on the campaign trail. Uh, Joe Biden is saying that MAGA Republicans are a threat to democracy. They're a threat to our freedoms, that this is the most important election uh, of our time. Obviously, presidential historian Michael Beschloss, with his overpriced stickly furniture behind him, wants us uh, all to uh, calm down, right? That's uh, just wants us to calm down. I think that's what he's saying. Uh, I wasn't really listening to what Michael Beschloss said over the Din of his $50,000 Federalist chair and $200,000 exposed Birchwood bookcases. Uh, are, are historians supposed to be that rich? What do you have to worry about, Michael Beschloss? Well, this was not what I was looking for. You know what? Here's what I was looking for. Democratic House Majority Whip James Clyburn He is the person to turn to. He represents South Carolina and he's all about calming us down. Don't panic. If you remember in 2020, Bernie Sanders was heading for the Democratic nomination. So James Clyburn built the South Carolina firewall and stopped Bernie Sanders. Remember this? Clyburn got the people, the voters, the Democrats of South Carolina to vote for Joe Biden, who was pretty much in last place at the time. And Biden won South Carolina to prove he could finally win a primary. It was James Clyburn and Biden will be the first one to tell you this. It was James Clyburn who got Biden the nomination. Because Clyburn wants everybody to be calm. And he knew that Joe Biden is the respite from all those thunderbolts of lightning and chaos Donald Trump manufactures each day. So let's all calm down. Here is Democratic House Majority Whip James Clyburn this week telling everyone, I would assume, telling everyone to calm down. Biden's president not Bernie. So everything is going to be okay after the midterms, no matter who wins, because James Clyburn gave us Biden and not Bernie.
2: This is what happens in a country that follows what happened in Germany uh, in the early 30s. This country is on track to repeat What happened in Germany when it was the greatest democracy going, elected a chancellor
1: who then co-opted the media. And that's what's going on in this country. That is what will lead to the destruction of this democracy.
0: See, we got Biden. He, Clyburn, he gave us Biden instead of Bernie. Uh, You know, who needed Bernie tapping into populist rage and worrying about the masses? No, Clyburn insisted that it be Joe Biden because we needed somebody to calm everyone down. And everything is calm now. Right, James Clyburn? Everything is calm. Everything is placid. You were so wise forcing Joe Biden down our throat, James Clyburn, because if history has taught us anything, It is that violent revolution is not not prevented by taking care of the masses, you know, the way Bernie wanted to do. No, no, no. You don't stop a violent revolution by making sure everyone is fed or making sure that everyone has free health care, free tuition at public universities or a livable wage. No, 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 no. Time after time, James Clyburn, history has taught us that you prevent violent revolution, you prevent faux populism, like what Trump is offering. You prevent faux populism from taking hold in a democracy by simply telling the people to calm down. And that is what you gave us. You gave us Joe Biden, Representative Clyburn, you gave us Joe Biden, to tell us to calm down. Not Bernie, who's going to take care of everyone. People don't care what Bernie has to offer. Voters, Americans, they don't care about getting evicted or feeding their families. They don't care that the people telling them to calm down are getting richer while they themselves, the American people, the voters, are racking up debt and having to choose between food or insulin. No, James Clyburn, the people don't want Bernie Sanders. They don't want him pushing for legislation that would actually extend our life expectancy. No, what the people care about is someone like Joe Biden, who will remind us to calm down. And don't forget civility. You know, Bernie was a little rough around the edges. But but Joe was all about civility. And that's how you prevent a civil war with civility. We need a president who reminds us of who we are, not a president who gives us Medicare for all, who helps us feed our family, who educates our children. We just need to be reminded of who we are as a people. When fascism is looming over the horizon, we need a president who constantly looks at fascism and says, that's not who we are. That's all you need to do to prevent fascism, James Clyburn. You were so smart in fixing South Carolina to make sure that it was Joe Biden who won and not Bernie thanks democratic house majority whip james clyburn because it all worked out just the way you promised it would back in 2020 when you obama the clintons and the rest of the democratic establishment ignored the will of democratic voters by putting your thumb on the scale to guarantee that it was joe biden and not bernie sanders Who would get the Democratic nomination? And it worked out perfectly. James Clyburn, America has calmed down. There's no more divisiveness, no more class resentment, getting channeled into racism, sexism or the tormenting of the LGBTQ community. Yes, Joe Biden did exactly what Bernie couldn't do. He calmed the waters. Yep. Yep. Just by telling us to calm down, because that's the only way to prevent a revolution. You have to tell everyone to calm down. You don't feed them. You don't make they you don't make sure they have free health care. You just tell people to calm down and they go, oh, okay, I'll calm down. You're brilliant. Congressman James Clyburn, thank you for Joe Biden. Thank you for ruining Bernie Sanders chances for becoming president. Look, I'm a Democrat, but I'm not a Biden Democrat. I'm rooting for the Democrats today, but I'm not a Biden Democrat. And it was pure cowardice and political malfeasance putting the two least popular Democrats on the ballot in 2020. Joe Biden and Harris were the least popular candidates, I think, between them before South Carolina they had like 5 delegates Warren, Buddha Judge and Bernie were way more popular and had way more delegates until the democratic leadership panicked and forced Joe Biden down our throats to calm the waters and look how calm they are now we should have nominated Bernie and elected Bernie or Warren, but the Democratic leadership didn't want to fight. They wanted to play defense against Trump and Mitch McConnell. They didn't want Bernie. Bernie's a fighter. Well, you see, the thing about politics is you need a fighter. Politics is a fight. If you don't fight it out in politics, you end up fighting it out in the streets. We need fighters in politics, good fighters. Biden isn't a fighter. Now, the other side is looking for a fight. The Republicans are looking for a fight. That's all they have to offer is a fight. Joe Biden and the Democratic leadership, they don't want to fight. They're fat and lazy. They're well fed. They just want more of the same. The Republicans, They do not want more of the same. They want to destroy everything. They are fighters and we need people fighting for us to protect us from fascism. Bernie is a fighter. Elizabeth Warren is a fighter. Katie Porter is a fighter. Biden, Harris are not. You win this fight by making sure American people, you have to make sure that the American people don't fall prey to the false charms of fascism. And there is only one way to do that. There is only one way to fight fascism. You do it the way Roosevelt did. You make sure the masses are fed, closed, Housed, educated, you make sure they have jobs, access to health care, and time for leisure. That's how Roosevelt fought fascism. That is the only way to fight fascism. Roosevelt didn't tell the American people to calm down. Nature abhors a vacuum. Biden, Clinton, Obama, and the Democratic leadership created a vacuum. And in a vacuum, nobody can hear you scream because they don't care what you have to say. They don't want to hear you screaming, so they created a vacuum. And Trump, the Republicans, are filling that vacuum because nature abhors a vacuum. There's a vacuum because the Democratic leadership is offering very little. It should not be this hard to keep the House or the Senate when you're running against these low grade, these low grade Neanderthals in the Republican Party. The Democrats, who knows if they're gonna, who knows if they're gonna win today. They're offering very little. They're offering just enough for me to hope they win the the midterms. But it may not be, it probably, I don't know. We'll talk to Howie Klein. It may not be enough to win the midterms. May not be enough to keep the House, the Senate, or our democracy. In a democracy, you give the people what they want. Let me repeat. In a democracy, you give the people what they want. Not the oil companies, not Wall Street, not the richest 1%. You give the people what they want. Now, look, I'm not a child. I've done enough trips around the sun. Uh, By the way, that's a way of saying it's been a year. For, For Democrats, Democrats say, you know, I've done a couple of trips around the sun. Uh, If you're a Republican, the sun has done a couple of trips around you. But for me, a Democrat who believes in the Enlightenment, uh, I've done some trips around the sun. I'm not young. And what I've learned on all these trips around the sun is that change happens whether I like it or not. Things change everything changes you cannot stop change america is going to change the question is who is going to change it the republicans want to change it trump changed our country there are a lot of arabs muslims lgbtq Jews, women who are terrified now. Trump changed our country because things change. They're always changing. And the question is, who's going to do the changing? Now, the Democrats, the Democrats that, you know, James Clyburn wants, you know, Clinton Clinton wants and that Clinton wanted and Obama wanted is they wanted Biden. They wanted Harris. Uh, They want to go back to this fictitious period in time before Trump, when everything was perfect, but everything wasn't perfect. That's why Donald Trump won the Electoral College. You cannot go back. You cannot go back. You have no choice. You have to go forward. You have to change the future because if you don't change the future, someone else will, and that someone will be Trump or Desantis or Carrie Lake or Marjorie Ta- Taylor Green. They will change America, so we need to change it first. Change is the natural order of things. For example, take the climate, take the climate back from the oil companies. The climate is changing because the world is changing. We have to change the climate back to the way it once was. Only a child would think the world isn't going to change. Change is a permanent state of nature. The GOP wants to change the planet, America, and us drastically. And they're going to change it drastically unless the Democrats offer to change it drastically as well. Our drastic change is superior to the Republicans' drastic change. It's going to change. Who's going to change it? Clyburn gave us Biden. He didn't want to change anything, so he left an opening for the Republicans to walk right through that door and start changing everything. When it comes to politics, Americans aren't looking for a can of Coke. You can't keep offering the same soft drink, the same taste, the same formula, and expect voters to come back for more. Familiarity in politics doesn't work. It's stale. We want something new and exciting. Fascism, believe it or not, is new and exciting. It's going to get a lot of people killed but it's better than the same old tired taste. In 1933, the world was demanding something new and exciting. Hitler was offering fascism. Roosevelt offered Social Security, a minimum wage, jobs with dignity, building roads, bridges, and dams. He changed the world drastically because Hitler was trying to change the world drastically too. Things have to change. The laws of nature demand that things change. The decision to nominate Biden and then elect him was tantamount to holding back the ocean's tides. Can't be done. Can't be done. You can't fight Republicans by offering Americans stability, because there is no such thing as stability. Stability is just another word for more of the same. And when you offer more of the same, someone comes around and changes everything. We will sink into fascism, not because of the fascists, not because of Donald Trump, we will sink into fascism because the people sounding the alarm right now, Joe Biden, historian Michael Beschloss in his $10,000 Saville Row suit and James Clyburn, they're too wealthy, too set in their ways, too well healed, too comfortable to offer a real change that is different and better than fascism. I don't need Michael Beschloss or James Clyburn or Joe Biden or Barack Obama to tell me my house is burning down. I don't need them to grab a hose and help me put out the fire. I need them to buy me a new home, one that's better than the one burning to the ground. Unless Democrats are prepared to buy me a new home, stop telling me the house is on fire. Unless Democrats are prepared to buy me a new home, we are going to sink into fascism. My home burnt to the ground years ago. You're not telling me anything new that my house is on fire. Nothing lasts nothing is supposed to last I was tired of that home I'm glad it's burning to the ground buy me a new one offer me change offer a change that beats fascism buy me a home build me a school feed me a people and make insulin free and then I won't turn to fascism today is election day vote for the Democrats. And then tomorrow, after the dust settles, if it ever does settle, uh, win or lose, we start thinking about 2024. And before we can beat Trump uh, or DeSantis, we will have to purge the Democrats of people like Joe Biden, Michael Beschloss, and James Clyburn. They want stability and more of the same so let's move them into a nursing home. Uh, I want a party and a country that is going to change for the better. This this country is going to change with or without me. It better be with me, or we're doomed. Thank you for listening. Please vote. There's no network. There's no angel investor or sugar daddy juicing my profile. All I've got is you. I can't grow. We can't grow without each other. So please subscribe to this channel and hit the like button. I'm David Feldman, reminding you to stay strong and protect the weak. You're listening to The David Feldman Show.
2: Schools.
0: Let's go to Los Angeles where Howie Klein is standing by. He is the founder and treasurer of the Blue America Pact. They raise money for progressive candidates all around America. And he writes down with tyranny.
2: Hello, Howie hi you know what there's something else I do now yes it's a new thing I am a a member of Mastodon Mastodon what is that yes that's that's, they're taking over for Twitter the uh, you know people on the uh, on the left are leaving Twitter in droves literally in droves and they're going to Mastodon
0: so follow Howie on Twitter at Down With Tyranny are you leaving I saw follow me on
2: Mastodon what is Mastodon I just I just yeah, said I mean, it, like, it, when did it start? Just start. It's just getting started now. It's, it's hardly any people. I'm one of the first. OK, but there are. I mean, I mean, it, it, between last night and today, It you know, quadrupled. It's, uh, you know, literally, you know, what I was finding on, on Twitter was, you know, normally uh, I get about, um, I don't know, like 12 to 15 new people a day. Mm-hmm. Well, every day. During election season, that usually doubles. Every day I get, you know, maybe 30 people. But all of a sudden, I'm realizing, no. I'm, not only am I not getting any new people, I'm losing people. I mean, I, Me literally, too. since, uh, <laughs> since Musk, uh, Musk took over, I have lost over, well, actually over 2,000 people. So <laughs> I'm thinking, where are they going? And right. so I sort of track them down, they've, <laughs> they're, they, they're going to Mastodon. They're going to Mastodon. Let's talk about. So I started a, uh, you know, it's at down with tyranny, uh, at uh, I think it's called Truth okay. Down with tyranny at, and get you to uh, my my uh, what used to be Twitter. No more Twitter. No more. I shouldn't say no more. I'm I'm doing both right now, uh, and e- I'll ease out of Twitter. Or Truth Social too, as I call it. Right. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So you're cooking. Hopefully we won't hear too much of the sound. You're a cook and you're going up against the cook report. You had to post this. Oh
2: I wish I could share it with everybody there. I made a, a, a vegan uh, cream of uh, broccoli soup that's mm. like unbelievable. I'm like stirring it right now as we're talking.
0: And what are you using for cream?
2: Well, I made my own version of cream with cashew nuts. Ah, uh, okay. All right, so. But, I mean, it's not cashew nuts. It's also, you know, you, you, uh, you, take, the, you take potatoes and you, um, what is that called? Uh, you know, you put them in a blender.
0: Mm-hmm. So, puree?
2: Puree? You know, it, 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 it comes out very, very, very creamy. In fact, I just had to put some oat milk in it because it was too thick.
0: Speaking of thick, is Kevin McCarthy.
2: I don't even like use almond milk anymore. After years and years and years of almond milk, I am now strictly, strictly an oat milk kind of guy. Okay.
0: what are we looking at on Tuesday? What are you what are you saying now? You say the Cook Report, you wrote over the Down with Tyranny blog that the Cook Report is getting it wrong.
2: What is Cook getting it wrong? They get it wrong every year. So, that, I mean, they'll be right um, Wednesday morning. They will have everything right on Wednesday morning. <laughs> they always do. They always have Wednesday mornings. Cook is the place to go. You get everything. It's all 100% right. Any other time, I mean, it, maybe this will be the year that it's changed. But every year I can recall for since 2000 or whenever, uh, 2000 whatever, they were wrong. So there's no reason to think they would be right this time. What are they so what saying? What are I they really- saying? Well, go to go to my blog. Mm-hmm. My, this morning I'm in that room, and I took their um, the, the, all of the uh, house districts that they claim were uh, toss ups. So I don't even agree with which ones they picked as toss ups. But I, I decided to go with their uh, their version, their definition of toss up, and and they were wrong on so many. It was shocking how many they. Now, on the other hand, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they have it all right, and maybe I have it all wrong. But tomorrow we'll see, because on that page are all of their uh, their picks and all of my picks. And we'll see who's right and who's wrong. Chances, and by the way, we agreed with a lot of things. There were a lot that we both uh, agreed with. But um, there were a lot that, that they were just, I just felt like they just had it wrong. And, and although most of them, they were calling for reports. Republicans to win districts. There were some districts, and those were wrong. The Democrat will win in some of those districts. And then there were a couple where they said the Democrats going to win, and I think they were wrong there. So I, I, you know, I would like them to be right, but I'm trying to do this in a serious way and not just you know have anything to do with what I like or don't like. In fact, all of the all of the uh, the Democrats who I thought were going to win, they're all uh, right wing, conservative, corporate. Uh, Democrats. Well, so it's
0: not like it's like my so I'm looking at the chart again. For example, I see, oh, Jared Golden, Democrat.
2: You're saying. Right, so you know I'm. He's, he's a blue dog, and you know that I don't like right. this guy at all. You I, got I, him, I him on my show. Him. You got and him on my yet, show. Right, when he was making believe he was a progressive a long, right. long time ago. Then he's been he turned into a blue dog. He he went to one progressive caucus meeting, walked out of there, and went right over to the blue dogs and joined the blue dogs. You know, after lying to me, never mind about me. The thing is, is I don't, I'm not especially eager for him to win at all. But I'm looking at um, the information that I have, they're looking at the information that they have, and they're saying he's going to lose. And I'm saying he's going to win. Now, I don't want him to win, but I think he's going to.
0: They, they they are predicting uh, – are they predicting he's going to lose by six points? Is that what I'm they're saying? They're
2: predicting – no, no. They're, oh, maybe they're predicting that um, Bruce Poliquin, who was the congressman there uh, in 2018 when, when um, uh, Golden took over, they're predicting that he's going to be the congressman again, and they're just wrong. I, I don't know. Maybe they don't understand how um, – the uh, um, rank choice voting works there, but the, the, what happened last time was Poliquin, and, and I think it'll be happening this time. Poliquin was ahead, and then um, when they did the rank choice voting calculation, um, but, uh, Jared pulled ahead and won. Okay. Poliquin then tried, but that that didn't do any good. So Katie
0: Porter, they're predicting she's going to keep the seat,
2: right? Yeah, they're right. She is. She's going to keep the seat there. there, To be honest, I don't think there was ever any real shot that this guy, Scott Bauer, was going to win. I think Katie had it in the bag all the time. Uh, And and I I think she's going to win, uh, you know, with pretty good numbers. And, you know, it makes her look good in case she decides to run for the Senate, which is likely. So the fact that she won this, you know, tough seat, it's not really that tough. You You see the PBI there, right? Yes, but it used to
0: be tough. It's Orange County.
2: It used to be tough. And she won when it was tough. It's not tough anymore. That district that she won in was a Republican district by a couple of points. And this one is a Democratic district. So she won when it was a Republican district. I think she's going to win when it's a democratic district i, I, I think she's going to do very well uh, and like i said I, I I mean, I love her. she's wonderful. she'd make a great um, senator, a great president but um, i I think that a lot of this was a setup uh, to be honest with you, it's just to make her look good. That was you know all this hysteria and and it also You know, if she's going to be running against Adam Schiff, which is a possibility, he's got one of the biggest war chests of anyone in Congress. He's got, like, this, like, mega war chest. She had to raise that, too. And, you know, she wasn't going to raise it by saying, yes, I'm going to win this time, but send me money anyway. Mm -hmm. She had to get everybody, like, hysterical. She was very successful at doing it. She's got, now she's got tons of money. Well, that'll be interesting. And my theory has always been that that money is going to go for her, uh, her Senate Right. Yeah, and you'll support her over Schiff. I imagine I will. Yes, I don't even—I don't know for sure that they'll wind up running against each other. I don't know what's going to happen. Schiff uh, is also considering running against Hakeem Jeffries uh, for uh, the speaker job. So, which you would support, Pelosi? I've you would support told, him. I've been told that absolutely is not going to run.
0: You would support Schiff over Hakeem Jeffries to be speaker.
2: I would support a squirrel over <laughs> Hakeem Jeffries. I would support <laughs> Jeffries. It's like saying Hakeem Jeffries is like saying Kevin McCarthy. It's like there's no difference. Right. They're the same.
0: Speaking of Hakeem Jeffries, Sean Patrick Maloney, it looks like Cook is predicting that he's going to win. Is that correct?
2: He he is going to win. And, and oh. I agree Uh, that he'll win as well.
0: I'm sorry to hear that for you. My condolences. Abigail Spanberger,
2: I believe she's... You know, I want him... I literally want Sean Patrick Maloney to lose. I wish he would lose. I know. But I'm looking at the numbers, and I I can't make it happen. (laughs) You're not going to lose.
0: If his seat is the difference between the Democrats keeping or losing the House, do you want him to win or lose? Lose, lose, lose.
2: Really? I don't care about Neoliberals ruining the Democratic Party. It's, it's, I hate them. I even if really the, hate them. Even if McCarthy becomes a speaker. You know what it is? It's like one really terrible party and one even worse, more terrible party.
0: Okay. Abigail Spanberger and Elaine Luria in Virginia.
2: The, right, the so Luria. This is all about uh, demograph, uh, you know, gerrymandering. Right. So Luria was given a seat that that she can't win, and Spanberger was given a seat that she almost can't lose. So, you know, one has got a, a, you know more Democrats in, and the other one has more Republicans in the district. So yeah, Luria Luria will lose because there are more Republicans there, and Spanberger will win because there are more Democrats there. It, it, it's not. That hard to figure that out. Now I don't remember exactly what Cook said, but I, I know Cook said they that. Said exact, lose also, so they said also. They said the exact
0: same thing. And okay. Alyssa Slotkin
2: in Michigan, Slotkin right. is going to lose, uh, and I wouldn't be sad if she was. I, th- but I think she's going to win. I and, and you know and she's people, a including my, she's a Democrat. She a, she's a, a new Dem. She's a right. conservative militaristic Democrat and there's nothing that I would say positive about her, except she will, you know, be what you were hoping, uh, Sean Patrick Maloney would be like another Democrat to round out their victory. But but, you know, the fact of the matter is, is she's really terrible when, uh, she was the first congressional Democrat that Liz Cheney endorsed. Mm -hmm. And when Liz Cheney endorsed her, I laughed and I said, that's not going to get her any votes. Well, I think I'm wrong there. Uh, I I, I was wrong. I think that that is going to get her some votes.
0: Okay. Uh, Let's turn to what you are convinced Cook cook got wrong. California 13. California 13. You're saying Cook got California 13 wrong. Wrong. Do you
2: hear that buzzing? Your food is ready. One of the dishes, the... um uh, the I, I made um, date bars. Okay, howie, and that's ready.
0: This may be the last election this country ever has. <laughs> I,
2: it won't be. I mean, how many times have the you know the Democrats and the Republicans are both another way that they're similar? They try to scare everybody. So you know, when Reagan was going to win, it was like the end of the world. Hey, we was still here. Nixon. I was so scared about Nixon that I, I moved. I moved to Europe. <laughs> it was, but it was pretty bad. If you lived in Cambodia,
0: it got pretty bad with Nixon. I mean, it's, it's not like.
2: You lived in Cambodia, right. But, but, and, the, and the funny thing is, is I went in that direction. <laughs> right.
0: Okay, so let's just go through these these candidates, because people are going to be watching Tuesday night, and they should know so which.
2: California's. Uh, is um, is a Democratic district. So is that is that that the one uh, Harder. Is, that's the one that uh, I said. Uh, sorry, Harder is running. Yeah, Harder was in Congress. Harder is in Congress. He moved to this district because it's more Democratic, and and I think, I think he's got it again for the same reason. There are more Democrats in the district than Republicans. He's working hard to turn them out. I think he'll be successful. They said he would lose. I think he's going to win. Uh, go down south from there, and we have a very interesting case that that's the opposite of what I just said, and that is uh, we've we've got a Democratic district. I believe it's a D plus five district now uh, by PVI, and a, a weak Republican incumbent uh, named David Valadeo. He isn't any good. He vote, he he did vote for um, impeaching Trump, which has pissed off a lot of Republicans mm-hmm. in the district. And it, it, any, almost any Democrat should be able to take him out. But the, uh, the California Democrats took that challenge, and they found someone who won't be able to take him out. They literally went to Sacramento, and they said, who is the worst member of the legislature? We want to know the most corrupt, the most conservative, the most corporate. Who takes the most bribes in this fucking city? Who, who, who? And they came up with Rudy Salas, and he's going to lose a D plus five district. To David Valadeo. Unbelievable. Unbelievable.
0: Okay. But Cook is saying they're, he's going to win, too.
2: Cook is saying that Valadeo is going to win, yes. We yeah. both said the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cook doesn't... Cook doesn't... will never... No one will ever blame it on the... Everyone... When people talk in the media about the quality of candidates, they're only talking about Republicans. They're talking about, uh, you know, uh, Herschel Walker and Dr. Oz. That, that's what they mean when they say quality of candidates, right. uh, which is a term that uh, uh, Mitch McConnell got started. I I say yes, those are horrible candidates. But guess what? The Democrats also have plenty of horrible candidates, like Rudy Salas, the 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 single worst Democrat running uh, as an uh, incumbent, running for the Senate, is Maggie Hassan in in New Hampshire. She should be ahead of this guy, Bulldog, who's some neo-Nazi. She should be ahead of him by 20 points. She's ahead of him, if she's ahead of him at all, she's ahead of him by two points. He's terrible. She's terrible. She conspired with the Republicans to kill the minimum wage bill. They should have kicked her out of the party the next day. But then they would have had to p- p- kick six six Democratic senators out of the party. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, that's how bad she is. And, you know, I can imagine there must be a lot of Democrats who don't want to vote for her. Maybe they will vote for her because Balduck is so terrible. But I'm sure there are some that won't. They won't vote for him. They just won't vote for her. I wouldn't vote for her. Mike. David, she voted against raising the minimum wage. We finally had a chance to, to to raise the minimum wage, the House passed it. We needed to get passed in the Senate. She decides she's, you know, miss uh, miss bipartisan and 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 voted no. So now we don't have a raised minimum wage. Would you vote for her? If
0: I had to choose between her and who's she running against?
2: Who's Dawn Boldoff. Oh, that, the you're general. Not run, you're not gonna... The general. Yes, you're not going to vote. You're not going to vote for him. Obviously, right. I didn't mean that. But, you know the alternative is to write someone in or vote for nobody right Mike, um,
0: Mike Levin no. California 49 Mike Levin Cook is saying he's going to win but he's Cook gonna is saying he's going to lose Cook is saying that the Republicans they are saying
2: well, that's where that was one of the reasons that I wrote this post because they're so wrong about this Levin is going to win he's going to not really have a problem he's going to win by a few points it's not going to be some you know uh, nail biter and, uh, you know, he's, he's a good member of Congress. His constituents like him. Uh, he's, not, he's not someone who I would call great, but he's certainly not, you know, some horror, horror show. He's good. He's decent. Connecticut Five. And again, uh, Johanna Hayes is, is a good member of Congress. They think she's going to lose. There's no reason to think that. It's a Democrat District, and uh, she's she's going to win this one. And you know, look tomorrow, people could like say I'm a jerk if uh, if Cook is right and and, uh, and I'm wrong. It's it's possible. You know, I'm sure that they're looking at numbers, they're not just pulling it out of their asses, but uh, they have got it wrong. You know, she's not going to win by double digits, but she's going to win. Illinois seventeen. Same thing. the district was made for a Democrat. It was uh, Cherry Bustos' district, which couldn't be won by a Democrat again, which has a lot to do with why Cherry Bustos decided not to run. Former head of the DCCC.
0: She was the head of the DCCC, right?
2: Was, yes. And then the... the the Democratic controlled legislature of, of Illinois gerrymandered the seat so that it's a, it's a Democratic seat now. They got rid of uh, some of the Republican areas and they brought in new Democratic areas. And the Democrat is going to win that that district. Now I think that was that one's going to be close, but but you know because it's not we're not talking about an incumbent, we're talking about two um, you know relative unknowns. And I, but I think the Democrats going to win there.
0: Minnesota too. You say Angie Craig. Minnesota.
2: Angie Craig is no friend of mine. I don't like her. She, she started out in, as a progressive and got, and got um, a lot of pressure from Sandy Hoyer and other uh, conservative Democrats. And she dropped the, the progressive part, and she became more and more conservative. She's now a new dem. And, you know, the thing is, people like that, I'd like to see them lose, but she's not going to lose. It's a Democratic seat. She isn't terrible in terms of her constituency. Twins, uh, she's, you know, she, they want someone like her in those suburbs, um, and she, and they, and she'll be fine. She's not going to lose either. And I think that um, uh, Wasserman over at Cook said she's going to lose. I think he's wrong.
0: Nevada three, Susie Lee, Democrat. Cook says she's going to lose. So there are
2: three, there are three congressional seats in uh, in Nevada. This is going to be so, and they, they, they. All of the Democrats were in Las Vegas. At, well, they're still all in Las Vegas, but that was they, that, all of them were in uh, one district. And what they did is they, they took them out of that district and spread them around. So each, each – not that they moved the people, but they moved the borders. It was, an, again, a Democratic – I mean, they have a – supposedly it's nonpartisan, but it's a Democratic nonpartisan uh, 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 re, uh, commission – that did the, uh, the the redrawing, and what they did is they they made the the uh, Las Vegas seat much more competitive. It's a competitive seat now. It used to not be competitive, but what they did is they make Su- they made Susie Lee's seat and Stephen Hosford's seat, which are were, were around it. They made those Vel- 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 seats more Democratic. So he doesn't think that Su- that it's it's um, that Susie Lee's district is Democratic enough, and he thinks she's going to lose it. She's a pretty bad. Member of Congress, I would say of all of the ones that I disagreed with them on, I would say that's going to be the closest call she's um, She's a bad member of congress i don't think she does anything for her constituents i don't think that that she's very popular she's very very rich she's a socialite she's she's uh, connected to the uh, the mob that runs vegas and it's a ch- there's a chance she'll lose, but I, th- I i don't think so I think she'll win. She had a much tougher time winning last time, and I think there's no reason to, now that she's got a better district, I, there's no reason to think she's going to lose it. So that, so I think she's going to win it very, very, very close. A really close call.
0: New Hampshire won. Pappas is a Republican. Cook says he's going to lose.
2: Pappas is a conservative Democrat. He's running against a psychopath. So the woman that the Republicans picked is uh, is so crazy that it's beyond insane. She's She will be... She will make Marjorie Taylor. If she won, <laughs> she would make Marjorie Taylor Green look sane, practically not not right. really sane, but you know, in, in, in relatively sane. And this this woman is um, is not going to win the seat. This is again, this is a, a, a slightly favoring a de- Democrats. There are a few more Democrats than there are Republicans in the district, and Pappas is a moderate. And if those people, you know, if the Democrats come out to him, he's not offensive to them and uh, and and that uh, that district the decision is made by the independents, and the independents have no reason not to vote for him, so unless there's a Republican wave tomorrow that I don't see, um, uh, Poppas will win his seat okay, Ohio I mean, we're talking about someone who's literally insane I mean he's you know some of these Republicans who are running, aren't are real thing. You know, they're they, you know, they're bad, they're terrible. You know, you have to be pretty bad to be a Republican these days. Right. Pretty bad. But, um Yeah. But but this, her, her, she isn't pretty bad. She is like really bad. Okay. So I don't think they're gonna turn pop reason to turn Pappas out, and she isn't giving it to them.
0: Ohio won,
2: they say that, that, they say that- the Democrats are gonna win Landsman. Yeah. What do you say? And I say that's Republican incumbent. It, although this is going to be close, but the Republican incumbent is going to win. So the the, the seat, uh, oddly enough, the Republican legislature. I don't know if they don't like Chabot, but they gave him a, they gave him a shitty seat. So it, it, it's basically much more controlled now. It used to be a, a lot of Cincinnati, and and and. Um, and a lot of rich Republican suburbs. They've gotten rid of a lot of the Republican suburbs and now it's it's mostly Cincinnati. And that's a Democratic area, you know, Biden won this uh, newly drawn uh, seat. If if it would have been in there, he would have beat Trump by a lot. So, but Chabot has been on and off uh, the Congressman for a long time there. And I think that the people kind of have gotten used to him and like him. I don't, I, you know, again, close call. They say that uh, Chabot is going to lose his seat. I think Chabot is going to keep his seat. If Chabot were to lose that Ohio and we, and we get that early, there's gonna, you can go to sleep after that because there's no Republican wave.
0: Great. So watch Ohio 1 tomorrow.
2: Great. Yes, I would say. So.
0: And Ohio 13, you're saying they got it wrong about Amelia Sykes.
2: What they're looking at, I don't I don't see any reason to think that they've got, they, why they did that. I mean, I understand why they did Chabot, but this is a Republican seat. And and this woman, the Democratic woman, is. I think she's really good, but I don't think that, uh, you know, independents and conservative Democrats are going to be thrilled about her. And the Republican who's running is a crackpot Trumpist. Trump has endorsed her. And... Uh, you know, and, and there are more Republicans in the district than there are Democrats. They, this is Ryan's seat?
0: Is this the guy who's running for Senate? Is this his seat?
2: Yes, it's Ryan. it was Ryan's seat, but it's been very, very redrawn. I see. So it's not the seat that Ryan was winning. This is a seat that Ryan wouldn't win. It's too red. I see.
0: We have three more. Matt Cartwright in Pennsylvania.
2: Pennsylvania 8. Matt so Matt Cartwright is a progressive in a Trump district. Trump won the district both times in 2016 and again last uh, last time in 2020. And Matt was on the ballot on the same day and he won both times. People were willing to to um split their ticket, vote for Trump and vote for Matt. Matt is a very very good congressman. He's very independent. People like him there. He doesn't bullshit. He's a real working class uh, hero. And uh, it, it, he's t- every single time, every, everyone says he's going to lose. And, and you know what? The district is slightly bluer. It's still a red district, but it's slightly less red than it was last time that he won. So I think he's, you know, it's going to be tough, but I think he's got it. It's
0: the Cook Report says he's going to lose it.
2: So we'll. Yes, they do. Oh, by the way, uh, this is the district that Biden was born in, and grew up in and Biden has been there campaigning for Matt. Okay. And Matt, you know, Matt's like a faithless member of Congress. He's a, really, he's a really strong member of Congress, and the district likes him a lot. They kicked out a blue dog to elect Matt, who ran on a progressive agenda. So there was a blue dog there. They kicked out the blue dog in a primary Took, took Matt in, and then, and then every time Matt has been uh, attacked by Republicans, they, they uh, the media always says, "Oh, the Republicans going to win at this time," and they never do. I think Matt's going to be okay.
0: Okay, two more to go: magazine or Rhode Island, Rhode Island's second district. It's an open seat that Cook is saying will go Republican. You're saying it'll go Democrat.
2: Yes, there are more Democrats in the district than there are. Republicans. Magaziner is, isn't that popular. Alan Fung, the Republican, is somewhat popular. So that's what makes it close. But I still think that there are too many Democrats in the district for Fung to win. I don't, I, I don't see why um, uh, Cook came up with this, uh, that he's going to lose. It doesn't make sense to me. And I think, I don't like Magaziner. There was a much better candidate running in the primary Magaziner Magazine beat him. I think Magazine will beat this Fung guy as well.
0: And finally, Washington eight. They say it's going to flip that Kim
2: era Sh- will lose her. I, I don't even see that being close. I, I honestly don't see her. Uh, you know, I don't see the Republican coming within five points of her.
0: So. Well, what, maybe.
2: Maybe. Sorry. How many? Maybe five points. I, I, she, she, it's not going to be, you know, like uh, 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 you know, recount district. It's so, not going to be, you know, like less than a point. She's gonna, she's gonna win that seat. She's gonna be reelected, is what I should say. I don't like her. Her district likes her. I think she's gonna win it. I think Cook is wrong.
0: So these are the races to watch Tuesday night. There's some of the races, like
2: I said, uh, um, Cook. Said these are the um the toss ups. They they there there are other toss ups that they don't consider toss ups. There are other toss ups where they're saying, Well, the, the Democrats got it or the Republicans got it. They're not right, they're not right about those either. But I, I was I just concentrated on the ones that they say are the toss ups. But there are other important districts to watch, not just these. These are all important districts to watch, absolutely. But there are others as well. You know, early on, we're going to hear from. Uh, I, I'm, I'm in my kitchen, so I, I don't have any paperwork in front of me. Right. We're hear from North Carolina 13, and that's going to be early, way before the West Coast is closed. And that's a new district. There's no incumbent. The, the Democrat just surged. Uh, the Republican was, was um, named Bo Hines, who's running, a young football guy who was, um, what's his name? Uh, Madison Cawthorn was in love with him and recruited him. Uh, maybe more ways than one but he definitely recruited him to run the guy come the, the, when the guy even announced his candidacy all you all you ever heard about was Madison Cawthorn endorses Bo <laughs> right so, you know, it, 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 it's a slightly Republican district. The Republican is favored. But like I said, the Democrat, who's very, very rich and has been spending a lot of money, although Heinz is rich too, they're both rich and they're both spending their own money, the Democrat has just had a surge in the last two weeks. So that's so a race it, to it, it makes it a, a little, uh, no one thought was competitive into a competitive district. If the Democrat wins, and this will be one of the first races that's called tomorrow, this will be an very early, North Carolina is always early, and it, as is Indiana. If the Democrat wins North Carolina uh, thirteen, we are home free for the for the rest of the country. There's no wave, and uh, and we're good. If Heinz wins, it doesn't say that there is a wave. If Heinz loses, it says there's no wave. So that that's an important to watch. Also, there's a district in Indiana. Um, I think it's Indiana one. Where there's a Democrat, Frank Muvan—I don't know how you pronounce his name—M V A N—and he's—he um, was thought to be in trouble, but he's not in trouble. If the Republicans win that ra- that seat, and again, that's early in the evening. If the Republicans win, Democrats are dead all across the country. If he if he wins it, it doesn't mean the Democrats are in great shape. It just means the Republicans aren't—you uh, know—going uh, to have a, a giant wave. Okay, so, so I would. Those are, those are the seats to watch. There's one other one that I would also recommend that people watch. This is, you want to hear this, right? You of want, course. You want to hear, of, cor- you, of course. Of course. Another one is North Carolina 1. So that was uh, Butterfield's seat, he, he, he didn't like the fact that it, it became less blue. It's still a blue district. It's still more Democrats than Republicans, but it scared Butterfield off. And Butterfield got behind an extremely conservative Democrat, like a guy who's, who, who will be uh, up there with Josh Gottheimer and um, Joel Manchin, and uh, if he wins, he, he's so bad. I, I, he, he's, he, he's in the state legislature. He's a state senator voting against everything that the Democrats support, including choice including everything that the Democratic governor has tried to do. He voted with the Republicans to override the, the governor's veto. I can't tell you how bad this guy is. So he's the so-called Democrat in the, seat, in the district. And then the Republican is a, a, just an absolute insane crackpot, not even a normal Trumper. This is like over the, over the top. So, again, it's an important race because there's no incumbent, and it's early in the evening. We'll hear about that when people are just thinking, should I go vote in Nevada? Do, I, mm-hmm. do they really need me to go out? Right. They'll, they'll see what happens. If the Democrat wins, it, it, it will augur well for the way the election will go. It will augur badly for the way Congress will be in, um, in 2024 because he'll be voting with the Republicans. That's what we need, another Democrat to vote with the Republicans all the time.
0: What is your gut telling you? you? Last week you were saying you see no red wave, a possible uh, keep for the Democrats in the House. You still see that, right? It,
2: it, it, it possible, but not likely. I, it, look, this is what I see. I see a very, very close uh, race. The Democrats, I would say, could keep their five-point margin. And the Republicans can wind up with a 10 point margin That, so somewhere in between The Republicans up 10 and the Democrats up 5 That's probably what's going to happen Unless I got it wrong and there is going to be a wave It's possible, I don't see it, but it's possible Right, in the Senate. I said last week Big generic polling is, it, That, you know, is going the Republicans way It's in Alabama and Mississippi in Wyoming states like that are, are red and they're getting redder who cares it doesn't matter and that's why the generic polling doesn't mean anything because that's what it's measuring it's measuring you know that Alabama is not 65 percent uh, Republican it's 85 percent Republican who cares nobody doesn't mean anything
0: right the Senate.
2: Am I like, is that clear? Is that, do I have to explain that better? No, no. The generic no, the
0: generic congressional poll is essentially the popular vote for Congress, but we don't have a popular vote for Congress. We elect them state by state, district by district.
2: Or, yes. So it's like so like and in and, oh, and the Democrat doing fine in these house seats that uh the republicans thought they were going to be able to sweep they're they're not sweeping anything
0: right in 2012 the democrats won the popular vote in the house but they lost the seats they still didn't get the house back because it's not a reflection of how these individual districts have been gerrymandered what do you see in the senate what is the race to watch (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, North Carolina is early uh, I would say Beasley. if the Democrat win, If the Democrat wins in North Carolina Which I don't expect to happen Cherry Beasley If she were to win We see a blue it's a, It would be an indication That there's a little bit of a blue wave happening She's a weak candidate And I don't expect her to win But if she does You, you could like pop the champagne bottles early um, if the Republican wins, which is more likely, it doesn't really mean anything. It doesn't. It, you know, it's what it's what's expected. It's, and it's, it's already a,
0: a you know, red, it's already a red seat. Yeah, that's right. Right. But with no um,
2: with no incumbent. Right. So Fetterman, he's going. Yeah, be. I, I think Fetterman. safe. I think he's going to be fine. The, I think the, he'll win. I'm big, not worried. About The big thing to watch.
0: Is Ohio tricking us where we actually think Ryan has a chance?
2: Ohio is Ryan has no chance.
0: Ryan does not? It's going to be J.D. Vance is going to win?
2: J.D. Vance will be a U.S. senator. Sorry to say. Really? Really? The state is too red. And Vance, Vance wasn't a great candidate, but he wasn't like a drooling imbecile, like you know Blake Masters, right? He's going to lose in
0: Arizona, and Matzo in Nevada versus
2: Laxalt. Cortez Matzo, I think she's going to pull it out. It's going to be very close, and it's going to be a real uh, nail biter. But I think she's going to be okay. Fantastic
0: job, Howie. Howie Klein, Is you didn't the, ask. I'm sorry.
2: You didn't ask me about Wisconsin because that's going to be another heartbreak to, to see. uh, that psychopath Johnson get another uh, a third term is just horrific, but I don't I don't think there was ever any chance that Mandela could win that seat. Just just wrong candidate. I have
0: a feeling if I went to bed and woke up Wednesday morning, everything you say is true. I I, I think uh, from what I'm hearing, and I I, I think. They're barely gonna keep the Senate and it's gonna be a very tight whoever wins the House, it'll be really tight.
2: It will. And you know what I realized? I've I've been so in love with hearing my own voice just now that it's um we went uh almost half an hour over our time and uh Roland's gonna be here any minute and I've gotta uh, prepare the topping for the uh the um <laughs> Thank you for
0: okay. great, great job, great job. Give give my best to Roland. Thank you so much, Howie Klein. Read them over it, down with tyranny every day, and give to the Blue America Pack.
2: Thank you, Howie. And and go to Mastodon. Go check out Mastodon. Go to Mastodon.
0: Thank you, Howie.
2: Bye, bye, David. Bye, bye.
0: Thank you, Howie Klein, and please like and subscribe to this channel thank you so much howie you're listening to the david feldman show
2: everything with them tools.